This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Sal Capaccio. Filling up right behind the Bills bench right now with their flags and their hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go Buffalo Channel. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Okay, we are excited to bring Sal on at the uh, originally scheduled time here, 4.35, as it happens, as there's enough information from Sean McDermott now that we can have a conversation about where the Bills are at here injury-wise. I want to say, you know, let's do that, and then we'll have plenty of time this week to talk about Kansas City, Sal, but it's already, like, Tuesday, and the the (laughs) game being played on a Monday shortens that a little bit, but... We've also had, you know, countless conversations about the Chiefs over the years anyway. Uh, All right, so what is the latest from uh, McDermott on the injured players? We didn't give much. The only thing we've learned new here in the last little while, Taron Johnson is officially in concussion protocol. That wasn't necessarily the case yesterday. He was being evaluated for head injury, but he was never ruled out of the game. He is in concussion protocol. Um, He listed, he talked about, every player that's injured basically and said, Gabe's still dealing with the knee, Taylor Rapp with the calf. And he kind of went down the list, all the guys yesterday as well. And I believe, and I'm this is uh, Dan Fates in Rochester, counted nine players he listed. He said all of them will continue to take it day by day and see how the week unfolds. Do I need to ask if he specified, was Bernard mentioned in there? He was. Okay. He he mentioned him. He mentioned all these guys, but he said okay. we'll take it day by day and see how the week unfolds. I only ask because one of the first lists I saw from one of the many Bills reporters I follow had a, a list names listed, and I just did not see Bernard's name there, and I just was wondering if he was excluded from that group of day to day. Nah, you know what, Bulldog? Then I have to go back and look. I mean, he he basically. I was I was listening. I was ready to come on with you guys. I, I mean, I think he listed every name. But if he didn't, he definitely made it clear, like, all of the people who are injured are in the same bucket gotcha. right now. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So yeah. even if he missed a name, um, and, I, and, and look, I, I heard, like, two questions before I came out with you guys, but that was it with the injuries. So even if he missed a name, he didn't specify anything specific with anybody, like, uh, uh, any one of those guys. Right. Gotcha. Well, right. let's, we... let's do ahead. our best here, Sal. Maybe you can do your best here to try to – you know, if, if you will, guess at where what we're going to look like going into Sunday. I mean, Bernard was carted off, so maybe I'd want to assume that he'd be a long shot for this game. Maybe not when it comes to Douglas or, 
Taylor Rapp even, perhaps, or even Gabe Davis? I don't know. Like, did you have any uh, particular Dodson, right, guys who could who didn't play yesterday, maybe how close they might have been to being able to do so? Um, by the way, specifically was asked, apparently, I'm looking at uh, Joe Biscali, our buddy from The Athletic, tweeted out, uh, he, McDermott says, quote, he doesn't know for sure what Terrell Bernard's week will look like with the ankle injury, says he will know more tomorrow. So I guess, again, put him in the same bucket, but there you go. There's a specific answer on Bernard. Yeah, listen, guys, I mean, this is going to be tricky this week. Remember last week we talked about the numbers, right, and how there was basically three spots. You can only elevate two guys, and that's what wound up happening. And by the way, 20 minutes ago, Field Yates reported the Bills have released Leonard Fournette from the practice squad. So, you know, to me, that's probably an indication I don't know this, I'm kind of reading into this that maybe Leonard Fournette just said, okay, like if I'm not going to be up, like, you know, I, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll have to find out, you know, if there's anything more to it, but apparently that is the case. Going into this game, they're going to be up against it, especially if a punter is hurt. I mean, they don't have another punter on the roster. Tyler Bass can punt. He's done it five times in his college career. Uh, but if Sam Martin can't punt, I mean, you're, you got, you got to have a punter and you're going to have to probably sign one of the practice squad and elevate them unless you release somebody off the actual roster uh, and keep two of them because if you release, you know, you could release uh, Sam. You can't release Sam Martin because he'd be injured. You can't release an injured guy. So that complicates things. And then as far as the linebacking core is concerned, you really hope you get Dodson back because if Bernard can't go, then you're looking at, again, a week of, and then what about Bill Inspector with a back injury? I don't even know if I'm answering your question, Mike. I just know that there's a lot of guys injured, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of roster gymnastics that have to take place between now and Sunday. And McDermott yeah. is choosing today to leave basically most of that under wraps. Um, is Correct. There, is there a limit to how many veterans can be on the practice squad? Because my thought on Fournette, was that they and you kind of got there just now like might needs might need a player or two uh that plays a different position i'm not i mean i'm guessing they don't have a punter on the practice squad i don't know about linebacker depth but they're certainly being tested more so than at running back there is no limit on the number of like uh, years you can have in you can only have a certain amount of guys have a certain amount of years so even if lorenzo alexander for example decided to come out of i always use him because he played so long uh so many teams <laughs> even if lorenzo alexander decided to come out of retirement you could sign him with the practice squad but and yes there is a limit on the number of veterans but it, it shouldn't impact this it's basically like two or three guys with you know 10 years and another four guys with five years or something like that so it really shouldn't have that much of an impact on this at all do you happen to know i i my recollection is that taron johnson has not missed a game this year but he did he was in the protocol in a week leading up to a game and then they cleared it and i think he Mm -hmm. played that's how i remember it so I'm going a long way here, hopefully not too clumsily, to point out that this is at least his second concussion of the season that we know about. Correct. And in this case, it's a six-day turnaround. And I think that's what would really be even more, you know, um, concerning if he can come back at all. Obviously, it's concerning as any concussion, but you're right. Um, You know, yesterday he he was mad on the field. And I know, like, it's not abnormal for guys like that, but when he came out of the game... I believe it had to be the independent neurologist who called him out. And obviously that's a good job because he was had a concussion, right? He's in concussion protocol, Mm -hmm. but um, he was ready to play the next snap and it didn't seem like anything was wrong. I don't know exactly what happened, but the Steelers were in the huddle and just about to break the huddle. They were in the commercial break and all of a sudden he ran off the field upset and they put him in the blue tent 
and then he went in, and now he's in concussion protocol. So yeah, um, now that would be multiple this year, at least two. I don't. Was there another one he was in, or I know there was somebody else at one of the DBs, but I don't think it, I don't know if it was him for sure. But this is six days now. He's going to have yeah. to clear concussion protocol, and that's that's even more you know problematic. Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. Nice win, though. I mean, I, I don't want yeah. to have this whole con- conversation just be about about injuries, although it certainly would. Uh, we could fill the time, but you know, how how um, impressed were you with the Bills' performance? I mean, I thought it was great up until it was about twenty-one nothing, and then you know some things went awry, including the kicking game, and then because of all the injuries, I think primarily. The Steelers had some success in the passing game. They were trying to, and they did a good job of taking advantage of the second level because the Bills didn't really have anybody at that level who's a very good cover guy, meaning linebackers. These are these were run stoppers that were in there, and then you lost Taron Johnson, and I thought the Steel. And then I mean, you know, Kyrie was playing on the boundary. They lost so many guys. I'm, I mean, it's incredible to think about. They had what if you think about Milano and Trey White too as part of the the team. You're down to like your fifth and sixth linebackers, basically. You're down to your maybe fourth and fifth boundary corners, I think. And, you know, so that goes into this, Mike. But, I mean, I thought they let the Steelers back into the game a little bit. But overall, really for that maybe last drive of this, that half, the block field goal, and then into the third quarter, that was about it. For the rest of the pretty much three quarters of the game, I think the Bills completely controlled it. And, you know... I wondered this, and I looked back this morning to make sure. There was never a time when the Steelers were only down one score and had the ball. When they cut it to one score, the Bills had the ball, went down, and scored again to make it a two-score lead. So from that aspect, it was never, oh my God, they're down one score and they have the ball. But it did get to one score. And I mean, so there were some things they could have cleaned up. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, they took control early, and to me, they just controlled most of the game. Yeah, that, that drive after Pittsburgh pulled the within seven was, like, much needed, very, you know, really good sign that they had that response. Because uh, I'll admit it, I was tense enough that I was nervous, like, oh, now here, now, now we're going to get a mistake, right? It's been a clean game here from Josh and no turnovers, and, you know, now it's, now it's getting tense, and all they did was just cruise right down the field, and Shakir made an incredible play. Uh, yeah. to, to, to finish that off. A uh, couple of things, uh, one on that, the other on Allen. Sometimes, Sal, you have a unique perspective where you are. Like, I want to ask you, maybe the Shakir play second, but first the, the Allen run, the 52-yard touchdown <laughs> run, what was your vantage point for that run? This is amazing that this happened, right? I mean, I'm just like, uh, all the time. So basically what happens is, on the field, as you guys know, you know, I have some equipment and transmitters. And right before that play, the Bills are in the huddle, and my my transmitter battery went. I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't hear Greg or um, Chris Chris or Eric. So I had to – I had a little spot behind the Bills bench where I went to change my batteries so I could put the new transmitter in. So as I'm changing and I'm getting the last bit of the batteries in, I'm watching the big board, and I see Allen run. Now, normally, I would be right down there kind of he's coming at me. Right, In the meantime, I'm behind the bench, right around, maybe around midfield, just trying to change the batteries. I see him take off, and then I see the move, and it just so happens right at that time that I put the battery in. So I start running after him, basically. So I'm, 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 I'm trailing here, and I'm, I'm, I'm running down the field. And 
he he gets to the end zone as I get to about the maybe twenty or fifteen yard line. But from there, it was incredible watching. That it was actually a cool cool vantage point. I was mad that I didn't see him coming at me, but yeah. I got to see kind of the bench and the reaction of the players trailing him, and that was pretty cool. So you know, once you get down there, and then you see, and you know what it was, James Cook had. It looked like he was shaken up a little on that drive, but yet he was one of the first guys down there, and that was cool because I saw that, and I'm like, okay, James Cook is okay, and I'm looking for things like that. So that vantage point was um, was very cool. And as far as Shakir is concerned, so I was in my normal spot there. I'm right? standing right around the goal line. It's second and nine. He catches the ball what would have been a short gain, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, you remember they just had the field goal blocked. They hadn't missed the one yet. They had the one field goal blocked, and I'm thinking, all right, now, like, this is a big third down coming up. When he caught it, I'm expecting him to get tackled. And I'm thinking right in my head, okay, big third down. And then all of a sudden, your mind just flips to, wait a minute, does he have something here? And as he's weaving, you can see he's going to score. I immediately start thinking, was he down? I'm looking for a beanbag. I'm looking for uh, anything. Mm-hmm. Just something to, like, the referee coming in and pointing. That's what I'm looking for. And I never saw that. So now you're like, okay, he scored. And then, honestly, my next thing was, Stefan Diggs was laying down on the turf. Right. He was hurt got- again. He got Did you guys see what happened by, there? Yeah, he got blindsided by Miles Jack. It was filthy. Filthy. Yeah, and, and, and blindsided, he rode him like a bull. Like yeah. he jumped on his back. It was wild. I don't know you... that I've seen a, a, a particularly like as disturbing. Like, it was just it was just gross. I, I mean he just he he hammered him for no reason whatsoever. And now the only thing I can think of in his defense would would be here that there were a lot of blue jerseys as he's chasing. Maybe he thought he had the ball. Maybe he thought he was Shakir. I don't know because it's possible he got caught in the washer. He was jumping to tackle him, but he tackled Diggs instead. But I'm I'm honestly just trying here to give him the benefit of the doubt because, like you said, right. otherwise that was that was a really dirty dirty play. If that's not the case. You and Josh Allen looking at the scoreboard as Allen is running to that uh, <laughs> yeah. to that touchdown. And, yes, James Cook had just limped off maybe a play earlier. Yep. So he's on the sideline with the Cape Coat as uh, Allen sets up third and eight, the result of 52-yard run, one for the ages. Very good, Sal. Thanks for the update here. Yeah, guys, and just so you know, while I was on with you, Sean McDermott, said that they wish Leonard Fournette well. He would not get into why he was released, said it was not about his conduct. And again, that leads me to believe it might be just Leonard Fournette thinking, hey, you know, if I'm not going to be up here and playing, like, what am I doing? I don't know that, but it kind of reads like that to me. Thanks, Al. You got it. There you go. There's Sal Capaccio on our West Her Hotline. His appearances are always brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? I mean, a chance at a ring would be one reason to uh, to stick it out. But yeah. we'll figure out more here about the practice squad as the Bills eventually have to show their cards as what they where they think they might be with Bernard or the cornerbacks or, um, I mean, Sam Martin even. So the punter, there could be yeah, some, right? some roster movement still to come here. Probably will be. Ross Tucker coming up in 15 minutes. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.